I did a house and he just said, nothing matches but everything goes together. And I said, Larry, you've just got it. You want a frightfully comfortable bed, you want rather pretty bed linen so that they sink into my guest bedroom, which is much populated. Um, people say they sleep like the dead in there, which is, um, I hope not literal. But, you know. Hello, I'm Carol Annett from Country and Townhouse magazine. Welcome to the House Guest podcast, where I chat with experts from the world of interior design and decoration, the people behind the houses and hotels you see in glossy magazines like ours. Some of the names will be familiar and others may be less so, but I'm sure you'll recognise the hotels and restaurants they've designed. And if you're in the middle of your own building project or restyle, maybe you'll pick up some tips for yourself. If you listen on the Entail app, there's more information and images on the projects and places mentioned. Hello and welcome to House Guest with Country and Townhouse magazine. Today I'm with Nina Campbell, who's one of the world's most respected interior designers working on houses and projects of well-heeled clients, including a clutch of royals. Her shop on Walton Street in Chelsea is a treasure trove of home accessories and gifts, and more furniture and designs can be found at Nina Campbell in Design Centre Chelsea Harbour. She also has a popular wallpaper and fabric collection at Osborne and Little. In this podcast, we chat about designing guest rooms, her latest book, and how her career began, along with an insight into some of Nina's loves and hates. I am sitting in the office of the Doyen of English Interiors. Welcome to Nina Campbell. Hello, well, it's Nina. a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you very much for coming. What I have always wanted is to be a guest in your home, because I think you would be other than being surrounded by pretty fabrics and sumptuous bed linens, you would, be, you would know how to make a guest feel comfortable. So what's the secret about creating a welcoming space? I think what you want is to think about always... I, I read a book as a child called Mrs Do As You Would Be Done By. I think um, probably everybody did. And I think that's really the basis of home entertaining. I mean, I think you should always visit your guest bedroom you should have things in it that, I mean, I have a radio in mind, so if somebody wants to turn on the news, I do not have a television, because I think that means that you want them to stay in their room and never come out. You want a frightfully comfortable bed, you want rather pretty bed linen, so that they sink into my guest bedroom, which is much populated. Um, people say they sleep like the dead in there, which is, um, I hope not literal, but, you know, <laughs> um, they um, are very comfortable in there. And then I think when, if somebody comes in a city and stays, you, you, you have breakfast together and then everybody does their own thing. Yeah. And, um, and then I think you have the drink tray almost immediately that people come into the room so that they know they can either help themselves or it's there and it's, that makes them feel, oh, well, thank God there's at least a drink. And, um, and then I think you just carry on and, and you make it comfortable and then you don't fuss over it. Okay. I think it's terribly annoying when you go to a house and somebody's sort of, oh, I didn't mean to leave that there, or, uh, you know, and it, it, no, you just, it's there. And actually, you know what, if there are newspapers all over the place, all the books are piled up under the chair, it doesn't really matter. Because it's your home. Because it's your home. Yeah, quite right. And they're coming to see you. Yes, exactly. What about fabric lined walls? That's something that I particularly feel is part of the character of, of a lot of the rooms that you create. Why would we use fabric line walls? Well, the most, I mean, now that wooden floors have become very popular over carpet, 
it's all the more reason to use fabric uh, lined walls because it absorbs the sound. Otherwise, you, you get all hard surfaces and you've got eight people at dinner and you just want to lose your mind and go somewhere else because mm-hmm. it's too noisy. And, um, and now we don't have the problem of smoking indoors as much so that it's not going to hold the smell of uh, cigarettes. Um, and anyway, aren't we going to air our rooms at night and leave the windows open and whatever else? So I think it's, that's the most comfortable thing. I think that shutting a door, I mean, I've got it in my bedroom, you shut the door and there's that wonderful sort of clunk and you're surrounded by, you're in a cocoon. And I actually have it in my living room as well. And I'm, I've just, um, I, I do a, a club in New York called The Brook and we've just done a little lobby and we've lined it out in fabric and we put some tables there so it could become a sort of private area for somebody to sit and have lunch or breakfast or just talk. And immediately they all said, oh, but it's so marvellous, it's so quiet, you know. And you said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I think it is, it, it just makes you feel luxurious. favorite bedrooms that you've de- you've designed for people is there a favorite color or I know that in some places you you're fussy about the height of your bed mm. I think there's something rather luxurious about a high bed and I think funny enough a room if it's a smallish room the room looks bigger with a higher bed I find that low divan sort of just looks I don't know just rather depressing I suppose it's meant to be sexy in a way, but I'd probably just trip over it if I was trying to. I think so, and then there's a oh yes, exactly. So if you if it's high, you get into it, which I think, I think you want to get into bed. Yeah. And then find a really soft. I mean, I think I like a harder mattress with a topper on, so that you sink into it, but you don't wake up unable to walk in the morning. And um, and then I like a lot of pillows. I always like a baby pillow to sort of stick somewhere. And anyway, it's nice to dress the bed with something, you know. I like white linens and then coloured pillowcases, Porto, preferably. And a pretty coverlet? or. Well, I like to be able to get into bed without taking off a bedspread. So I use old tablecloths, sometimes nice old um, sort of lace tablecloths or damask or something, as a, almost a blanket cover, because that can go to the laundry. Whereas I think a, a, a bedspread, you think, oh, I wonder if this has ever been cleaned. <laughs> um, and also it's such a heavy where do you put it when you take it off the bed plus yeah. it costs a lot of money if, you know we used to make them um, quilted and everything and they cost hundreds of pounds and then all they're doing is roll up and put it on a floor Yeah, or the dog gets on them or the dog gets on them exactly. <laughs> my dog gets on my bed but he's on the tablecloth so he's or a, a rug at the end of the bed to keep warm and I also like to put a rug on the bed because if you want to just have a little lie down in the afternoon you don't really want to get into bed but if you lie on your bed and pull the throw on top of you it's sort of cozy and you can just drift off for 10 minutes and revitalize yourself so it's all about it's about careful planning and it's about imagining yourself mm. as a guest in your house I think so, yeah. and then you think of yes. everything yeah with a glass of water of course and you have to have water by the bed and yes <laughs> um and then nice things in the bathroom and you know and actually checking your guest room yeah i went to one which was rather nice once a friend of mine in the country and they had put a lavender bag on the top of the pillows. Oh, nice. Um, which was just as well, because actually, it, it sort of just drifted through the, the pillow, and that was rather good. Also, it keeps it fresher. I understand you have some new trimmings out re- recently. How about, what about um, curtains and blinds and that sort of thing? I How think the, um, 
I think the tri- the trimmings actually I rather like. I mean, I like to put a trimming around the bottom of the bed balance. Okay. Because I think it just sort of finishes it off. I think you can use trimmings down the edge of curtains. Again, we used to use it leading edge and base. Now you can you can just put it down the edge if it's a big wide one. And it just you can use a simple linen and then put a, an elaborate border or a simple border. I've just redone the guest bedroom and in the little lobby that leads to it. I'd put a braid all around the paint just it. to bring it in with the room. And um, I think you can do a lot with braids, a bit imaginative, not, you know, and, and sort of dress up a room and make it look just a little bit different, a little bit thin. I think there's, it's like couture, really. You know, I mean, just that, it's the detail that maybe people don't notice, but you know it's there. And they know it's there, but sort of it doesn't scream at them. Sort of like putting on your earrings yes. with an evening yeah, dress or something. Yes, exactly. some of your beautiful imagery the fabric and particularly in your collections with Osborne Little you can match the wallpaper to the fabrics which is quite a it's quite a statement in a room isn't it yes it is and sometimes it's too much for people so I sometimes say put the wallpaper let's say the busy wallpaper in the bathroom or in the lobby leading to the bedroom if there is one or in another room or not at all and then have the fabric so you don't have it it doesn't all have to be I hate mix and match Mm. I just think that um you, you want a, a, a taste of it. And um, and I do like bow prints, but sometimes it's just nice to have the bow print on a couple of armchairs and keep the rest calm. Can you remember the first project that you were involved with? First ever? Yes, I carried the bags for John Filer into the Claremont Club. <laughs> um, and he had no knowledge of anything. I mean, he used to just walk across roads, you know, and you thought, oh, oh my God. God, we're all going to be killed. <laughs> going from Brook Street to... to we walked to uh, Berkeley Square with a suitcase of samples, and then we swept into the Claremont Club, and all the gamblers were sitting around saying, oh, Mr. Filer, come and have a drink, and so we sat down having champagne, and I don't think we got much further, but <laughs> we, um, that was my first job. So that's where you learnt your trade. So that's where I learnt my trade, which was wonderful with him, because actually, um, he was, um, you know, he was so sensible, you know, it was, I mean, he was sort of trained after, well, between and after the war, so it was, you know, there was, Things that he did, like, you know, go into these wonderful big houses if the fabric on the curtains was falling to bits on the edges, we just bound the edges with a big wide border of another fabric. Let's say he said, if you've got a silk, let's put a velvet on the edge so that you get texture. And then the curtains are fine, or turn the back. I mean, I'm doing it actually in a house in Brooklyn. We had Fortuny curtains 30 years ago, and they're perfectly fine. So we're just turning them back to front. And taking some of the width out because 30 years ago you had much more curtaining than you need now so we're re- well, there's no reason to throw it away and I rather like that I think it's that's you know um, there's a there's something rather nice about the pattern of age and if 30 years ago you chose a beautiful fortuny why on earth aren't you still using it yeah absolutely So if I was going to come to Nina Campbell Interiors as a client, what would be the beginning of the design process? What's How does it start? Well, obviously, the nit- you start with the nitty-gritty of how it's all going to, you know, this is a minefield to how you're going to charge, how it, it's going to work from the financial side. And then we ask for the floor plans. So we do our electrical plan and our furniture layouts and all of that, so that that all is integrated and where we're going to store for, uh, you know, dressing rooms and, and bathrooms and if we need to add to it and, te- you know, and then we sort of build up from there. 
and um, working with the clients. I mean, some have nothing because it's a new house completely and, and they're not moving. Some are moving and so, you know, we ask them to maybe photograph the furniture they want to bring or or we go and do it or, you know, it, it depends. I mean, we can do anything from, I mean, the house in Maine that we just did was actually, it was brand new, but there was some old furniture that we reused and had restored and I, I rather like that because I think it's quite nice if there's furniture that's existed um, before and you can sort of dress it up and use it again. You said that architecture in America is more powerful than ours. So when you're designing for houses uh, um, around the world, it's, I, I thought that was quite interesting because one would assume that a room is a room anywhere in the world, but then that seems it's not so. Well, I think what, what I meant by that is the architecture in terms of, I mean, a, a house I did in New York, the um, all the architraves and the door frames and the cornices were much stronger, really, than ours are here. Um, but but then in China, I did a house and we did it with English architects because their idea of sort of, I mean, they've sort of read the book of Palladio and somehow, you know, it's all gone a bit wrong. So <laughs> it's sort of, you know, the columns aren't quite tall enough. So you have to really sort of gently sort of reorganise all of that because otherwise it can look really dreadful. So there's a Nina Campbell DNA where every interior is unique. Yes, and I think actually that when I did my book with, with Rizzoli, um, when they first saw the the seven last projects that I've, I've done, they just said, but they're all so different. I said, yes, but so are my clients. I mean, they have a thread, I suppose, that they enjoy what I can produce, whatever they think that is, uh, you know, that I can do. But of course, they're all different. They're different backgrounds. They're different countries. They're different. It's for different things. I mean, in, we've got an Ascot box there. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, of course, it's not going to look like a house in the middle of uh, Brooklyn Heights, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but but there are things that need to be... Everyone wants to come in and, as you say, sit down. And, I mean, at the box, there's one room, which is, you know, he wants to come in and have a cup of tea between races, and but it's got to be perfect, you know. Mm. And are you providing all the silverware and glassware? I love that. And co- <laughs> there's I the, love the it, thing. yes. Uh, yes. And the bed linens, of course, I mean, and the tabletop. I love all that. That's the sort of... And I like to walk through the house as the client comes in and make sure there's hangers in all the rooms and lavender in the rooms and pictures are all hung and soap in the bathrooms. And, you know, you just do it as if you're blue paper. On the, I mean, you know, everything has to be there. Yeah. So they just come in. I remember when I did a house for a wonderful man in China. and uh, But we did a house in England for him, the first house. And he just said, nothing matches, but everything goes together. And I said, Larry, you've just got it. You yeah. understand exactly where I'm coming from. Yeah. And I was, I thought that was so thrilling. And I literally, they had sun hats hanging because they came for the summer, straw hats and umbrellas because it was England. And everything <laughs> was there, you know. And you know, would so. you bring clients to the your shop here on Walton Street? Or would you just do that because you know them well, so well by then that you could just choose the dinner service and the glassware? Oh, well, because I travel quite a lot. I mean, for the clients in Maine, I went into a shop in LA. I suddenly saw this dinner service, which was all piled old with lizards doing all sorts of things. And I said, oh my God, I've got to have it. And he said, it's, it's been on reserve. You won't believe it. And she's just rang to say she wants it. So I said, well, look, can I create my own, you know, it's not made anymore. So we made this, and there are these lizards oh, lying on um, sunbeds, and then some are playing croquet, and we added our own, and we had that made. Uh, but obviously, we go to the client and say, does this make you laugh as much as it does me? Absolutely. And we've used um, all sorts of different chinas, because actually, funny, if she was quite funny, in the country, we had about 10 different services. 
in New York, when we applied the same thing, she said, I don't want any services. I want just the minimum because I want to be taken out to dinner every night. <laughs> so. Quite right. <laughs> have uh, any current inspiration is there is there anything particular that's really exciting you at the moment that you think oh I can't wait to use that idea or well I went actually um, I went to an exhibition um, Kit Kemp gave a talk with um, um, with the Duncan Grant, Grant exhibition oh, yes, yes, and yes. I'm sort of completely captivated by all those colours at the moment so I'm working on my next fabric collection actually very much thinking in that direction uh, which strangely, I was in Spain the other day showing my new collections in Madrid, and the girl from um, AD said was just we were just talking after the interview, and she said something about Charleston. I said, "Oh well, my God, that's what I'm just thinking of," and she said, "Oh, it's sort of the way you know, like it's so odd that something comes in the air and everybody really yeah. moves that way, don't they?" Yeah. So I, I think th- colours coming back. You know, I think people are bored of that grey look. Hurrah. Yeah, finally. I think it's also uh, it, it's, it's what's going on in the wider societies. We're in mm. such uncertain times that we want to, uh, we want security yes. and we want to be comforted in our interiors. In our own homes, yes. Are you a good cook? No, hopefully. So. <laughs> I'm a very good bad cook because I think cooking something disgusting is unacceptable. So I'm very good at getting things on the table. Like I always have potted shrimps in my deep freeze. La Picena next to me here does veal scallops. I always have those with their fresh tomato. So I can produce then good cheeses and fruits and salad and, you know, things like that very easily. I, I, the thought of going to some house and then somebody making some disgusting dish with a very old pheasant um, <laughs> is so revolting. Do you remember, I mean, when we were growing up, that's what people did. It was so horrible. Yeah. And so I'd rather just do something which you can recognise. I can roast a chicken, which... Um, Mark Burley always said, was there anything you ever needed to know? Absolutely. And he was the, you know, the, the sort of food purveyor of all time. So I felt quite encouraged. And I can make a decent roast potato. And that's, that's quite something good. that you should be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the, the book. What, why, uh, you've called it Elegance and Ease. What was it that you wanted to Well, funny enough, I was having struggling with the um, with the title, and I just said, you know what, I can't think of a title. Just call it Nina Campbell. I mean, and so, but the publishers, Rizzoli, a wonderful editor there, Philip Reeser, said it has to have a byline. So I said, so, and he, so I said, well, what do you think? And he said, well, it's elegant, but it it's also you feel at ease. So I said, well, I that's what I really want. That is actually what I want to you know get across and elegance doesn't mean fussy or posh it it just means i mean you can have sackcloth and it can look elegant i mean we all know i mean we let's revert to fashion i mean in this room that i did it for um in la um in this rather sort of grand room i put coconut matting on the floor because i wanted i didn't want a wonderful rug because i wanted to take it back down again mm. into something you know affordable easy whatever mm. and i mean it's not um it's not rocket science i mean we're all doing it but it just sort of it's the balance isn't it of getting beautiful fabrics and then i like a wonderful print on a cotton i like embroideries on linen because i think again it it's the play constantly between being a little bit extravagant but putting it on a you know, it's texture. And um, you have a forward by Carolina Herrera. Where did you, when did you first meet her? I, I first um, met her actually a long time ago. I went to 
most wonderful ball and she was um, I, I've never forgotten it. She, everyone, you know, in England, you know, it was a Buckingham Palace, and everybody had these their old fenders on and dusted, dirty old diamonds, and, <laughs> and you know, those duchesses come out in sort of Laura Ashley dresses and a cardigan and a diamond tiara that fit to knock <laughs> off your feet. And she had this impeccable dress on, no visible jewelry on the front, and this socking great brooch on the back of her waist. And I just thought, wow, that yes. is elegance, fantastic. And luckily, I was introduced to her, and I then got to know her. And um, somebody said, well, who would you like your forward by? I said, what would be your dream? And I said, well, if I could ape anybody, it would be Carolina Herrera. And they said, well, let's ask her. So I did, and she said yes. Oh, I mean, sometimes lovely. you have to aim for the top, don't you? Exactly. Absolutely. I was just going to finish off by um, saying that, actually, rather than just being a guest in your house, I think I'd quite like to be your dog. Because it sounds like the dog. I want to come and lie on the bed and I'll probably have a bowl of water by the side of the bed as well. Well, the dog is really upset at the moment because the the most comfortable chair is actually having to go and he's having a little minor revolution by sitting in it and not budging. (laughs) And I think, luckily, he's gone for walks and it's going to be removed while he's away. But, um, no, he's he's quite well cared for. There were two. Uh, He's lost his friend. Um... But I think he's quite pleased being sort of top dog. He's not fussing too much. I'm sure he gets very, very well looked after. Nina, thank you very much indeed. So there we are. Thanks for listening to House Guests from Country and Townhouse magazine with me, Carol Annett. Don't forget to subscribe to the series on iTunes or Entail, where you can also find images, links and notes to enhance each episode. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at carolwannett. And keep up to date on all the podcast news and show notes online at countryandtownhouse.co.uk slash podcast. See you next time.